Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your health care provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to this podcast. It is Monday, and it's time for another episode. Before I get into that episode, though, um, I just wanted to make kind of an announcement here. I just need everyone to realize, and I know you guys do, but I need to keep reassuring everybody that I am not a doctor. I just am a person that has the same issues as you guys do. I have peripheral neuropathy. So I'm trying to bring you guys information, the newest information uh, that I can find out on the web for all of us to not cure uh, any issues that you have, which again, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not telling you this product works or that product works the best and you'll get a cure from it. No, I have not found any cures at all on the internet but i'm just making suggestions and those things that are suggestions you need to go and talk to your doctor first before you change anything in your regimen of medication okay i just want to make sure i got that plainly across there's been a lot of um other youtubers and podcasters that have been getting kind of some flack from um People, not not people, but people of the websites like YouTube and Spotify, if you guys haven't heard already. But I just want to make sure that everyone understands that I'm given information, but it does not mean it's a cure. And if you want to give this, you should give this information to your doctor so he can make that final um, judgment if this is something that will work for you. To kind of relieve the pain or not. Alright, so I got that out of the way. I just wanted to let you know too, on Wednesday, I finally am going to get the results from my MRI that I took. So finally, I'll be able to figure out what is going on with my knee. Because I have still been in extreme pain from last month. Well, it's been about two or three months now that I've had this pain. It just progressively is getting worse. So, I'm so happy for this Wednesday. And as soon as I find out, you'll find out. So, the topic today, and I'll let you know why, but I'm going to be talking about what are the different types of polyneuropathy. Now, there's many different types of neuropathies out there. And this one came upon me because I um, was looking at a death certificate of one of my ancestors. And I noticed that polyneuropathy um, was one of the issues that, you know, he had and why he died. But the thing is, though, you know, this is back in the 1800s, so 
they didn't know really that that much about it, I believe. And so what I want to do is kind of compare that one, Polly, with Preferal and see if there's any differences. Because when I was doing the research here, it didn't seem like there was any differences. And I just, just don't understand why all these different neuropathies can't be combined into one. Because they all seem to have the same effects on your body. So let's get involved here and see. And then we'll find out if there is a difference. So what are the different types of polyneuropathy out there? There's one that's called chronic symmetrical peripheral neuropathy, which is the largest group of polyneuropathies that develop gradually over time and affect nerves throughout the body. The next one is acute symmetrical peripheral neuropathy. So one of the first one is chronic. The second one is acute. And this one is rare. This severe rapidly developing form of polyneuropathy affects nerves throughout the body and is most commonly seen in the Guillain-Barr syndrome, an anti or autoimmune disorder that affects the and attacks the peripheral nervous system and can be fatal. And finally, multiple mononeuropathy. And that involves damaging to at least two distinct nerve areas. This form of polyneuropathy can result in an inflammation of the blood vessels and some forms of scan uh, cancer. So this is where we kind of get, you know, the same description as peripheral neuropathy. But what are the most common causes of polyneuropathy? And of course, is diabetes. Diabetic peripheral neuropathy which affects between 12% and 50% of the people with diabetes is the most common form of polyneuropathy. Within that group, distal symmetric polyneuropathy is most prevalent. With this form of polyneuropathy, the first nerve fibers to malfunction are those most distant from the central nervous system. And symptoms such as pain and numbness felt symmetrically in the feet and then traveling up the legs as the condition progresses. Eventually, the upper extremities may also become involved. So the next largest group of polyneuropathies is composed of those that are the uh, idiopathetic, meaning doctors don't know the cause, such as neuropathies are most common in people older than 60 or 71. Diseases and, and toxicity. Other causes of polyneuropathy include chemotherapy, HIV, and the drugs used to treat it, other metabolic disorders such as hypoglycemia or kidney failure, autoimmune disorders such as celiac disease, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, and the Guillain-Barr syndrome, infections, toxicity, alcoholism, hormonal disorders, and vitamin deficiencies. So what are the possible symptoms of polyneuropathy? The symptoms of polyneuropathy depend on whether autonomic nerve damage can affect bodily functions or blood pressure and even create gastrointestinal uh, symptoms. Damage to sensory nerves can affect sen sensations and sense of balance, while damage to motor nerves can affect movement, and reflexes. When both sensory and motor nerves are involved, 
The condition is known as centromotor polyneuropathy. There's another one in which damage happens body-wide to nerve cells, fibro, and covering sheaths. Depending on the cause of patient symptoms of polyneuropathy can include temporary or permanent numbness, tingling, prickling, or burning sensations, increased sensitivity to touch, pain, muscle weakness, or wasting, paralysis, or dysfunction in organs or glands, impairment to urination and sexual function. So what does polyneuropathic pain feel like? Common conditions associated with polyneuropathic pain include diabetic neuropathy, post-therapeutic, a complication of herpes zoster, also known as shingles, HIV-associated peripheral sensory neuropathy, and leprosy. So the symptoms of neuropathic pain tend to be similar across a wide range of causes. The character and quality of neuropathic pain tends to be pain that, that's burning or electric in character. So it does seem that there's some similarities there in regards to all the neuropathy issues that, you know, that we may have, just um, which one we're diagnosed with. I guess that's where that um, the uh, conductive test comes in. So there are six potential complications of neuropathy and how to help treat them. So here's the symptoms of neuropathy and here you're going to see where they're all kind of um, intertwined, you know, if you say. Um, symptoms of neuropathy depend on whether autonomic, sensory, or motor nerves or a combination of them are involved. Autonomic nerves damage can affect bodily functions or blood pressure or create gastrointestinal symptoms. Damage to sensory nerves can affect sensations and sense of balance, while damage to motor nerves can affect movement and reflexes. Both sensory and motor nerves are involved. This is a condition known as polyneuropathy. So here's the complications that can arise, such as injuries, wounds, and ulcers from loss of sensation in neuropathy, gangrene and amputations from infected wounds related to neuropathy. This one's very important here, especially at the bottom of our feet. We need to make sure that we don't have any ulcers or any issues that are uh, taking place because we do heal slowly. But this is where it says unchecked neuropathy related wounds can become infected because they are open wounds which can also progress into bone infection, as well as gangrene, a potentially life-threatening issue caused by the death of wounded uh, tissue. And of course, if caught uh, quickly, gangrene can be treated with antibiotics, surgery, and oxygen therapy. So always keep an eye out for the bottom of your feet. You can purchase a plastic mirror that you can keep at your bedside to look at the bottom of your feet before you go to bed or when you wake up. That's a good idea. I think I'll look into that. So the next one is cardiovascular autonomic neuropathy. Sometimes nerve damage can affect your body's ability 
to control blood circulation and heartbeat, a condition called cardiovascular autonomic neuropathy. Common among people with forms of diabetes, it can affect your ability to exercise or exert yourself for long periods of time or cause a type of low blood pressure, which makes you feel dizzy or faint when standing up. And the symptoms for that, or I'm sorry, the treatments for that, tend to focus on symptom control, such as drinking plenty of fluids to raise blood volume and wearing compression stockings, which is what I do. Medications can also be prescribed to control low blood pressure. Another issue you may have is digestive issues. Damage to the autonomic nerves can affect your digestion. Gastroparesis is a form of diabetic peripheral neuropathy in which the stomach takes too long to empty, resulting in heartburn, nausea, vomiting of undigested food, and early feeling of fullness when eating, weight loss, abdominal bloating, erratic blood sugar levels, lack of appetite, and stomach spasms, which one of those I have acid reflux or GERD. The next one is Charcot. I wish I knew how to pronounce this word. Charcot neuropathic issues that causes lower extremity uh, deformations caused by a condition called, and I still don't know how to say this word, but it's a condition called Charcot. This motor neuropathy results when joints are unable to respond properly to the force being put on them due to disruptive nerve signals. This lack of coordination and resulting inflammation create microfractures that pile up over time and destroy the structural integrity of feet and limbs. You could also have bladder control loss, which is often caused by diabetic neuropathy. So this is where it comes into play, where I guess all of them, you know, come on, kind of combine with each other. But diabetic neuropathy is the most common cause of this condition, but it is also seen in the Guillain-Barre syndrome, HIV, and chronic inflammation, which is polyneuropathy. Now, a key to preventing complications of neuropathy is to address the underlying condition and seek treatment early. For instance, certain nerve pain injuries procedures can give some feeling back to the affected nerve. However, there's a tight window of time in which you can do that. Once the neuropathy has progressed, the total loss of sensation, the surgery is less likely to improve symptoms. So when it breaks down to everything, this is what it says here. Polyneuropathy is when multiple peripheral nerves become damaged, which is also commonly called peripheral neuropathy. So you see what I mean? I, they all kind of combine together, all the different neuropathies, and it seems like they're all put under one label, which is peripheral neuropathy. At least that's the way I read it. I may be wrong, and I most likely am, but you can see where it all comes together and... Like polyneuropathy affects uh, several nerves in different parts of the body. So, you know, I could have that myself. I mean, I was just diagnosed with, with issues with my hands, you know. So now I have carpal tunnel. So 
I guess all that could be together. I get, you know what, I really don't know. So that just may be something that you want to ask your doctor about this. You know, which neuropathy you have. Myself, I have peripheral neuropathy. That's what I've been diagnosed with. But, you know, like I said, there's a lot of forms, different forms of neuropathy. And you just need to narrow it down or just plainly talk to your doctor and ask him which one you have. So I hope some of that information helps you out. Um, I wanted to say one last thing before I close here. Our time is running short here, but my uh, blog that I've been working on for the last three weeks is finally done, I believe. There might be some little things I have to do here and there, but I'd like you guys to go over there and check it out. It has a lot of different features involved in that um, blog, but up in the right-hand corner, you're going to see those are the different um, shortcuts that you can click on, it'll take you to different pages within that blog itself. Um, there is one that I want you to click on, and it's the one that has to do with the different products that I use. And if you scroll all the way down at the bottom, you're going to see different Amazon products that I've used that you can click on, and it'll take you straight to Amazon. I just want everyone to know that even though I put those up there for you to click on, I'm not getting paid for any of that. Again, I'm not getting paid for any of that stuff that I direct you to someone else's website. I wish I was, because I could sure use the money to help fund now my blog and my uh, podcast page. The recording equipment that I used, you know, monthly, it just, you know, the money starts to rack up there. And But again, I just wanted to let you know that my blog page has no relation to any other company at all. That was something I designed. I know it's kind of, you know, not very professional, but it was the best I knew how to do. And like I said, the site that I used, which was called Wix, W-I-X, it's free, but you can also pay for a domain name. And that can cost quite a bit of money. And that, if you pay for a um, domain name, it gets you out there further among the community that um, everyone will be able to find it a lot easier. And of course, I chose not to do that, but I just wanted to let you know about my blog. Go check it out. Hopefully, there's things there that might help you, and I'll be adding more and more as I go along once I find new information. But again, thank you for all your support. I really appreciate it, and that's what keeps me doing what I'm doing here, and I hope it's helping you. I know it helps me find out more information about neuropathy. Until next Monday. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, Whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.